Hello again. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 760. 760. If you'd like to have a copy of it, uh, program number 760, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I'm continuing on in the book of Revelation, and I believe we're in still in chapter 3, uh, about, around about verse 19. I've got music and letters, but right now let's pray, Lord God. There's so much deception in the world. And Satan's biggest deception is light, uh, a false light, a light uh, that Satan's um, troops are imitating angels of light. And Satan himself uh, is pretending to be an angel of light. And this is where all the confusion is coming in, and this is why people don't understand the word of God. This is the biggest deception in the world, uh, is false light. And I pray, Lord, that you will open the scriptures henceforth. Uh, in the book of Revelation, people are now saying that God is all love. And we know, Lord, that you also hate and uh, the people that are the false preachers, they say that uh, anyone that preaches that God hates, or even when you say you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, and uh, that you hate uh, the unrepented sinner, and uh, all the different hatred scriptures, Lord, they say this is why they, the false light says, no, God doesn't have any enemies when, in fact, Satan is the biggest enemy of yours, Lord, and all the, the entire caste of Antichrist. And you uh, say that Satan has declared war on you, and you have declared war on Satan, and that you win, and you're casting him into the lake of fire. And, Lord, you... Um, you see, in the scriptures, I'm saying this because I know you know it, but um, they have their uh, idea of what love is. Love is just you love the devil, just love every human being. But that isn't what you say. You state that there are two masters and we can't love both of them. One we must love and the other we must hate. These are your instructions. You also say that anyone that doesn't hate mother, father, sister, brother, son, daughter, uh, or anything or anybody uh, other than yourself is not worthy of you. Uh, we must not hate you. We're to love you and keep your commandments and to hate anything else or anybody else that attempts to get us to move away from you. And the world will do that to people, uh, Lord. Lord, I pray that people will hear this. And uh, there's so many other scriptures in your word that show how that you are going to blot people's names out of the Lamb's Book of Life because you hate the way they are. And uh, you state that you'll mock them and laugh at them when they're going into hell in the first chapter of Proverbs in the Old Testament. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll make it clear that light, this false light, these uh, 
people that are religionists are the ones that are the most deceptive and evil people on the face of this earth. And there's so many supposed to be born-again Christians that are preaching the same no-hate doctrine. And uh, this is totally contrary to your word. So anyone that preaches any other doctrine other than the doctrine that you gave us to preach the apostles and the disciples, let them be accursed. You said that anyone preaches anything other than what you preach is accursed. And so what they're doing is trying to cause us a lot of trouble because we preach the truth. They say that Hitler hated and that also he pretended to be an angel of light because they couldn't understand how so many people were devoted to this man and in such a short period of time. It is because he pretended like he was some kind of divine creature and everybody uh, believed that he was in Germany. And uh, he stated that we had to hate the Jews and uh, because he was Catholic. And uh, he was ordered by the Vatican to murder them. The Vatican says these are... And the Vatican poses as an angel of light, and yet they preach hate. Then they turn it around when we say that you hate. Then they say, we're the ones that are haters. But Lord, we're not hating anybody. We're just saying that you hate uh, the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And anyone that doesn't hate mother, father, sister, brother, son, daughter, or anything in the world more than you is not worthy of you. Uh, that if they, uh, in other words, they hate, uh, any, that we are to hate these, uh, anyone that would try, attempt to take us away from loving you. Now, love is the keeping of your commandments. Love is not hugging and kissing and squeezing and all this. We have to learn the meaning, the true meaning of love. Love is the keeping of God's commandments. And then the human, um, uh, definition of love is to have sex, uh, kiss, hug, and all this stuff. But people have to start learning the actual dictionary of the kingdom of heaven, what the words of the Bible mean. And I pray, Lord, that, um, in other words, we know that love in the spiritual realm is not sex because there's no sex in heaven, none whatsoever. Ecstasy is so far beyond sex so far above sex in heaven that uh, there's just no way that you could explain it to people in the natural because they're think their thinking is carnal and all they can think of is sex because to them that gives them more comfort in this world probably than anything else sex uh, pills drugs n narcotics alcohol you name it uh, so, Father, I pray that you, in these next few chapters, that you, and in this chapter here, that you'll make all the things that people are saying in this world to look extremely carnal, and that they'll start learning the heavenly dictionary of what the words uh, mean. You don't mean for us to hate mother, father, sister, brother, uh, uh, just because... Uh, you mean to hate them 
if they attempt to take us away from you, then we're to despise them and to flee from them, not have anything to do with them, shake the dust of our feet off, don't even wish them Godspeed. Lord, I pray that all these things will be brought out in the following chapters in and into today's message, whatever it is that you want to do, I pray that you'll do it through me in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. So, uh, because of the fact that we have to learn heavenly language, all we've known all of our lives is carnal language. And that doesn't make it in the kingdom of heaven. And the Lord teaches us heavenly language and what the words, the true words of God mean. So what a friend we have in Jesus is a song that I just recorded with the Prague Symphony Orchestra, H.B. Uh, Barnum Conducting, and uh, the Life Choir. Uh, is uh, what a friend. You know, you, you, that's the understatement of the world. What a friend we have in Jesus. But really, what a friend we have in Jesus. And here it is. Jesus is my friend because he showed me that he existed. He showed me there was a heaven and a hell, and he delivered me from hell. Showed me the way that he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one can take his place. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege.
praise the Lord. Amen. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Now, uh, are you deceived? I mean, do you know whether you're deceived or you're not deceived? You know, there's a very few people on this earth that uh, know that they're deceived. But yet the Lord tells us that the entire world would be deceived by this angel of light. Uh, Satan has to disguise himself as an angel of light in order to deceive people. It's just as I've said many times, you know, if you had a two and a half or three dollar and seventy five cent bill, that wouldn't be deception. Uh, that wouldn't even be a counterfeit or uh, average counterfeit. A counterfeit is like three uh, is a uh, something that looks real. It really does. And uh, the great, there's the, the Bible talks, the book of Revelation talks about the great deception uh, that would be happening on earth in the last days. And it says that uh, the whole world would be deceived by this great deception. These are one of the mysteries of uh, the book of Revelation is that there's this great and mighty deception that would deceive people. And in the 16th verse, it says, uh, So then, because thou art lukewarm, now people don't know whether they're even lukewarm or not today because Satan has deceived him so much. Uh, they don't know. Uh, they, You know when you're red hot. And uh, some people just absolutely don't have any idea that they're icy cold and that they're lukewarm. And they just have settled back into deception they're satisfied that satan has deceived them but they don't look at it that way they don't think satan is deceived and they just figure well i'm tired and i've been serving the lord for so many years and uh, now it's the time for me to rest well actually you know the older you get in the lord the more you're supposed to be zealous you're supposed to be more on fire fire fuego for the lord so he says, so then, because thou art lukewarm, this is verse 16, uh, and you don't even know it, and neither cold, you're not cold, and you're not hot, but you're l luke-tempted, uh, lukewarm. I will uh, spoo thee out of my mouth. Obviously, you've been deceived. See, by coming to me, coming to my word, there's no possibility to be deceived. And the Lord says, take heed, watch out that you don't get deceived because it's for your eternal soul, it's for your very life. And, of course, there's all these different gospel teachers and preachers that tell you, well, we just have to love everybody, including the devil. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't go for that. Read the Bible. You'll see that that is that we are supposed to hate Satan. We're supposed to flee from the very appearance of evil. We're to fight Satan. We're to resist Satan. Uh, we're to fight a good fight. Why? What if they were supposed to love everybody? Who are we going to fight then? Hmm? What is God instructing us to fight the good fight or to resist Satan for if we're supposed to just love everybody? And to love false doctrine and to just fall into everybody's false religion. The Lord hates false religions. He says, have nothing to do with them. 
Don't wish him Godspeed. Shake the dust of your feet off at him. Don't even abide by them. Don't fellowship with them. Don't have them in your church. If they come in preaching another doctrine, they're accursed. Amen. So because of the fact that you're neither hot or cold, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. You're going to be not in my body anymore because I don't like you. You're a deceiver. And a deceiver happens to be the devil. And the Lord commands us. He can't love the devil. The devil says he's your master. And the Lord says he's your master. And so you got to love one of those two masters and hate the other one. Now, if you go along with Satan and say that you're supposed to just love everybody, well, then you hate the Lord because the Lord says different. He says things differently than that. He says no, you're supposed to hate the devil and love him and him only. Thou shalt only have one God before you. You shall love no other God, no other stand. You're not to pray to anybody else. And you're not supposed to believe false doctrine, which tells uh, you that it's okay to just love everybody and uh, be, uh, make sure that you do love everybody then that means that you're not supposed to resist anybody, I guess. Huh? That's what you're trying to tell us. Satan, your satanic doctrine I don't receive. And I just uh, was reading a little pamphlet book. It's like uh, something here that was written by this false prophet. Uh, let's see if I can get his name here. Uh, he's trying to teach the book. His name is uh, Mark... Uh, Finley, false prophet, and also Steve, Stephen uh, Mosley. They're false prophets, folks. That's what they're trying to tell everybody. And they're trying to teach the book of Revelation, which is a book that you really have to have been battling Satan for a good many years before you understand it. And these two don't battle Satan at all. They think they're battling Satan if you're a real born-again Christian that knows the Bible and you're teaching that you're supposed to hate Satan. They even have Judas Iscariot saved. And uh, the Lord said it'd be better that that man had never been born because of the punishment that he's going to receive because of what he did. I mean, this, uh, this is teaching lawlessness. Love murderers, uh, love um, uh, people that have become the Antichrist. They knew the Lord, and they fell away. Well, the Lord says they're like dogs and pigs. Are we supposed to love dogs and pigs? No. Huh? No. I, absolutely not. And so that you can see the Lord doesn't like them or love them very much if he's calling them dogs and pigs. They're like dogs if they knew the Lord and they went back into the world and they start teaching satanic doctrine. They're like dogs that have gone back to their vomit and sows or hogs that have gone back to the sow, a wallowing in the mire. All right, so he'll, this, uh, because when you become lukewarm, I mean, you just pick up that kind of doctrine. 
Uh, just like Grant took Richmond, you just take it in real fast because it feels good to your flesh. Feels good to your flesh that you don't have to resist anybody. Feels good to your flesh that you don't have to come out and fight Satan, to pull down every stronghold of evil darkness and to cast it down by the word of God. And you can see these uh, wanton idiots on television like President Bush smiling all the time and trying to act cute. <laughs> I mean, this man is like uh, re so retarded, all these people. And this Obama, you know, I don't get involved with politics, but the man is an obvious Muslim that says, kill Whitey. He's keeping it secret, of course, because he knows that you won't vote for him. He knows that you won't be deceived. He's not going to come walking out of the closet with horns and a tail and a pitchfork in his hands and says, vote for me. No, he's going to say, I'm a Christian. Even when he's been going to the Muslim church for 20 years and has had the Muslim preacher marry him and i mean see the, the world folks and worldly people like him uh, he would not be involved with uh, or entangled in political things the bible says anyone that is of the lord that wars lawfully will not entangle themselves with the concerns of this world and yet uh, Hagee does and uh, all these other people uh, you know, some people would think that I've got in for him. No, I'm just trying to win his soul to the Lord and get him from, uh, stop him from apologizing to Satan and Satan's, uh, cult, the Vatican. No, I, uh, I'm not at all, uh, have anything against him except for that he is uh, worse than lukewarm, he demands down on his knees uh, begging forgiveness from the Pope of all people. And uh, this man, these two creatures that I just mentioned, said, God doesn't have any enemies. And, uh, well, the Lord certainly says he does. And that we do. They're the ones that persecute us and prosecute us falsely. Now, verse 17 because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods. I mean, you're trying to say that because of the fact that you're, uh, you've got some earthly wealth, which you can't take with you when you die, and you, your goods, you got a barn full of corn. You going to take all that corn to heaven with you? <laughs> Isn't that something that's totally contrary to? And increased with goods. You built new barns to store all your corn and vegetables in. And have need of nothing. I don't need you, Jesus. I don't need you, Father God. I don't need you, Holy Spirit. I don't need anything but myself. I did this myself and I'm going to take credit for it. And, uh, you know, who needs you, God? Now, so you've increased, uh, increased with goods and have uh, need of nothing. Is that right? And you don't even know, the Lord says here, 
that uh, you are wretched and miserable. You don't know that, huh? And poor and blind. You can't see that uh, your spirit could go out of your body any second and naked. And since the time that the Lord spoke these things, that's 2,000 years ago, billions of people have died and have gone on and left all their goods behind. Nobody took a thing. You could go into the house of a person that just died. I've done this before. And there's their old clothes hanging in the closet. Uh, there's their old coffee cup sitting on the table. Um, it doesn't make any difference how fancy it is. People just look at all that stuff saying, well, now, what do I get? Uh, what am I going to get here? All of it is like a bunch of birds, vultures that converge on your uh, meager things and start snatching up until everybody has a little bit of everything and you're gone and you don't have anything anymore. Oh my God, you're blind to that. And you're naked. You don't have any uh, robes of righteousness on. You don't have any white robes. Verse 18, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. In other words, start getting some experience under your belt at fighting Satan. And when you do, there's going to be some trials and tribulations. And people that seem to be the angels of light, which are really devils, because they say that you shouldn't hate anything, they're lawless. Uh, they're part of the Antichrist. They say, uh, well, everybody, just love everybody. That's the way the government is, the Catholic government. They love everybody. And they love nobody, especially people that are preaching the gospel, because they're saying that we're the ones that hate when we're preaching the very words of Christ. And um, so I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. The Bible says that we become like gold uh, tried in the fire when we go through the fire when we resist Satan Satan is going to fight us and we resist him that thou mayest be a rich spiritually rich and you lay up your riches for the kingdom of heaven where there's no rust to going to come in or there's no thief going to steal from you and uh, that you have white raiment that you have white clothing without a spot or blemish on them that thou may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness do not appear. You're going to be clothed. You have clothing on your naked, vile, uh, Casper milk toast looking body with all the blemishes and putrefying sores on it and things that you don't want the public to see. And Anoint your eyes with eye salve. That's a, a start reading the Bible and doing what the Bible says. Because what good is uh, your eyes to be healed up if you're not going to see things the way the Lord sees them? We have to let the Lord live in us and see things as they are through us so that we can do his work. 
uh, he can do his work in and through us, that thou mayest see, that we may really be able to see the real and the valuable things of the universe. But all you're seeing now is Disneyland and Seven Flags and whatever people hype you with. Blind and naked people hype you with. Verse 19. You know, I know the people at Disney, uh, Buena Vista Films, and they release, uh, they told me, uh, somewhat in the seven dwarfs every seven years. And they said all they make on that film is a million dollars. That's what Frank Olin, the attorney for uh, Disney, told me. I went to them. Uh, because I was going to open up a super IMAX theater, one that's like three times larger than a regular IMAX theater, even bigger than that, because the film would go all the way around the room, and it was I was going to do the movie Revelation. And they thought it was a good idea, but they didn't think that uh, people from all over the world would come to Disneyland to see it. And they said, you have to film it in television, you have to have TV cameras going, movie cameras, and everything because it says, of course, you're not going to get the same result because I had talked about laser sound shaking the uh, the seats in the audience and the wind blowing with uh, giant fans all over so you could really feel that it's revelation. And then on the last scene of the movie, the Lord would come back and the, the screen that is three times higher would open up all around the theater and you'd see Jesus on a white horse and all the saints, horses all the way around the theater. And before that, you'd see uh, rocks falling down on people in the mountains. People would be screaming and there'd be like an earthquake. And the earthquake would be caused by laser sound. And uh, then Christ would descend from the top screen down through the second screen and then the regular one. And then, of course, that would be the end of time. And we'd have an altar call at the end of the program where people could come up to the screen and be saved. And that's why I was there talking to the Disney people. And they uh, told me that um, that it wouldn't make that much money. The Disney only makes a million dollars a year on that one, every seven years on that one movie, Snow White. And they don't make as much as people think they do. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. In other words, I whip them. I whip them into shape. That's why if you make the Lord love you by doing what he says, you're going to go through some fire, and he's going to make you like gold. He's going to teach you everything that he knows, uh, or that uh, he wants you to know, and he wants you to know everything. And he says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. I want you to start cooking, man. You got to start cooking. You got to really know what the true word is. you got to stop preaching heresy that you're supposed to love everybody because there's a judgment coming, and God judges all things. He doesn't just say, everybody love everybody. No, because that isn't love. Love is the keeping of God's commandments. you got to start keeping God's commandments.
That's what love is. And when you see people that are not keeping the commandments, preach the gospel to them. And if they don't want to hear it, shake the dust of your feet off them. Don't just keep coming at them like a person that's got bad breath, that's got garlic and onions and everything on their breath, and then you cup your hands over their nose and blow your filthy, rotten breath into their nose. Don't be obnoxious. The Lord says, back off. If they don't want to hear it, then dust the, shake the dust of your feet off your sandals and get away from them. And you people that believe you're supposed to argue with police officers, the Bible, the Lord Jesus says, agree with the adversary quickly. Otherwise, they're going to take you to court and you're going to, the judge is going to send you to jail or to prison or somewhere else. Agree with them. Not that you're wrong, but just say, yes, sir. I'm not wrong. I don't believe I'm wrong because I know I'm not wrong because the Bible says so. But I agree. I'm going to leave right now. When you tell me to leave this spot, that uh, you don't want me to distribute literature here, I'm going to leave. I'm going to contact my attorney possibly, and I'm going to tell him, and we're going to come against you with the uh, uh, the right to publish the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion. And then you're going to, that'll be resisting the devil. But don't get in a knockdown drag out with police officers or people that are, uh, have private property until they don't want you on there. Get away when they tell you. Okay? Because that's obeying the Lord. As many as I love, if I love you, which I mean, if I, I've kept my commandments before you, I've loved you. I rebuke. I've shown you what the way, the truth, and the life is. And if I'm, so therefore I've loved you. And I rebuke you and chasten you. So be zealous to receive what I say, therefore, and repent of the way that you're doing things on your own. All right? You don't know how to be a Christian. You don't ask enough questions. So I told Tony to start teaching you what I really mean with these words and receive what he's telling you because he's reading it out of the word and he's telling you how to rightly divide the word. Okay, repent. That means stop doing it. Verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door. I, me, Jesus, and the, the door of your heart, I stand at the door of your heart in your miserable, wretched body, which I want to change. And I want to live in there. I don't want you to live in there anymore. I want you to die out. I want you to be mortified. Okay, and I'm knocking on the door of your heart because I want to come in with my Father by the Holy Spirit and start doing the right thing in you. If any man... Here's my voice and opens your heart up, the door of your heart. I will, with my Father and the Holy Spirit, come into uh, that person, to you, and will sup with him. In other words, I'll hold supper with you. I'll teach you the word of God. Will I'll teach you how to eat the bread of life and what the bread of life really means. So that uh, when you learn how to war spiritually, because these words that I say unto you have a spiritual meaning. Now, you can't figure them out with your little pea-picking carnal brain. Because carnality is not my game. 
My game happens to be spiritual, and it's not a game. It's forever. Okay, praise the Lord. And I'll sup with you. I'll break bread with you. The word of God, I'll break it down to you. I'll break it down with you, and you, uh, and he with me. You're sup with me. Verse 21. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. And like I said, we're supposed to be sitting with the Lord in the kingdom of heaven in his uh, throne uh, in heavenly places. But that can only happen with those that overcome that stop living according to your carnal pea-picking brain. Those that overcome will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame. I overcame all the satanic uh, things on earth. I never fell for Satan's uh, phony light. In Second uh, Thessalonians, it talks about the things that will be happening in these last days. Second Thessalonians, uh, Second Corinthians, it tells of all these different things. As I also overcame and am sat down, sat down uh, with my father in his throne. So we're to sit with the Lord in heavenly places. Even though we're attached, uh, we're here on earth, we're still attached to him by the spirit. The Holy Spirit with our spirit are attached in heaven. It's like uh, we're wearing a diving bell uh, in the ocean, and the ship that's above us is supplying us with, us with air, and they're talking to us by uh, a telephone-type device where we can hear what they're saying, and we can talk to them. You can do the same thing with the Lord. You can't see the people aboard that you're talking to, or you can't see if you're in Los Angeles and you're talking to somebody in New York. You can't see them, but you can hear them, and you can communicate with them, and it's the same thing with the Lord. Uh, you, It's a toll-free call. You just go up to the throne and talk to the Lord, and he'll be there. And if you're keeping the commandments, he'll answer you back and you'll have communication with him so as you're set he's set down with uh, he wants you to be sitting there with him in heavenly places with his father as he has set down with his father in his throne so he's there with his father in the throne and we're there and so there's just one throne in heaven and that's God God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and us that sit with him in heavenly places because we're the bride of Christ, and therefore the Lord loves his bride and lets uh, the bride sit there with him in his Father's throne, in his throne, and our throne, in the Holy Spirit's throne. Okay, he that has an ear... A spiritual ear, that is. I mean, you know, I don't want you to be thinking carnal any longer, the Lord says. Let him hear what the Holy Spirit saith unto the churches. Now we're going into chapter 4. After this I looked, and behold, 
a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which uh, said, Come up hither and I will show you things which must be hereafter. Verse 2. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. That's all it is. One, folks. It's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are one. And when we're sitting in the throne with them, we're in them and they're in us. Isn't that easy? I remember when I was a kid, during World War II, they had these schmooze that looked like, you know, and you open one up and there's another one in there. And you open that one up and there's another one in there. It just keeps going until there's about uh, 5 to 15 of these things. Uh, they're all inside each other. And that's the way it is with the Lord, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in us. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardin stone. And there was a rainbow around about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. Well, the Lord wants to remind himself that he's not going, he made a vow not to drown the entire world. But he does drown uh, people, but not the whole world this time. He's going to burn it up. And out round about the throat there were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. You see, there's no one in the kingdom of heaven wearing any other color than white. Because you don't make it in if there's any spot or blemish on your raiment, it's uh, on your clothes. You have to be without sin, you have to be perfect. And that's quite easy when you do what the Lord says, when you buy of him gold tried in the fire, when you start resisting Satan, but first in yourself. You have to rule yourself before you can rule your house. You have to rule yourself before you rule um, in your church. You have to rule in your church yourself first before you can rule in the church and then in your community. You have to rule in yourself first every day. And that way you're wearing white raiment because if you're ruling yourself every day, there's no possibility that it's going to be a spot or a blemish on you. You're always going to be white, dressed in white, clothing. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. So they're wearing white clothes and wearing a crown of gold, all of them, 24 elders. Verse 5, and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunders, not cream puffs and marshmallows. This is the real God. Lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Like I said, one of the spirits is the spirit of fear. 
the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. Uh, and it goes on. Uh, so you read it in the book of Isaiah. Uh, verse 6, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass. Now, what does all this mean? These are supposed, these are mysteries to people that don't know. They are in wonder of all these things, and that's why it's uh, essential for you to have teachers, preachers, evangelists, prophets. Sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne... And around about the throne were four beasts. What is this beasts? Uh, full of eyes before and behind. Verse 7. And the first beast was like a lion. And the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Swift as eagle. The Holy Spirit is swift as eagle. Uh, bold as the lion. Uh, but yet as a man. And uh, is uh, like a, a uh, peaceable like a calf. Verse 8. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, I have to change the page now. Holy, holy. Holy Lord God Almighty, Lord God Almighty, which was, he was, and he, he still is, and is uh, he cut to come back on the earth. And I'm going to have to take this up uh, in the next message from here. Because we've got some letters right now. Where's the first letter from? From New York, New York. Okay, let's hear it. it. says, Hi, I'll be visiting China soon, and I found your newsletter just in time. What's this man's name? From King Lee. King Lee sounds like a very Chinese name. Okay. Uh, so he's going back to China, and then what? And I found your newsletter just in time! Exclamation point. I'd, grace, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could send me some literature. CDs and tapes would be more costly, so I don't want to ask too much. I do wish to obtain a copy of the Messiah book. Thanks! Exclamation point. King Lee from New York, New York. All right, and then any other letter? Yes, from Abidjan Ivory Coast. Dear Pastor Lamo, I send you my greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I feel great faith after having read your world newsletter. I have been deeply touched by your writings. This is why I want to correspond with you to be taught by you and to learn many things. For today it has been four years that I have been the president of a prayer group at a school, college, that is located in a village where the occult, customs and traditions, deconversions, sorcery, Islam, and cults openly are fighting. 
I need your spiritual, physical, and moral help to lead this group well. I wish to have your email address to keep you informed all the time. God bless you, Pastor Lamo. So long. Zadi from Abidjan, Ivory Coast, Africa. Well, the entire deceived world is the cult. It's the biggest cult in the world because they've been trained to hate Christians. They've been hate, uh, trained to hate the Word of God. And that's why it's so important for people to get a hold of the Lord, to get born again of the Spirit, to have the Spirit of the Lord in him, because if you, these people are judging carnally. They don't believe that it's right to hate anything, and yet you can see how much hate they have. They're bombing different countries all over the world. These are the same people say you're not supposed to be angry, you're not supposed to be hateful, and yet they're training everybody to be hateful, especially with those of us that are exposing them, showing how hateful they really are. And so the thing for you to do now is to get saved. You must be born again of the Spirit. Jesus said it's not something that you should do. You must do. It's a must. And the way uh, that you start out in the spiritual realm is to uh, talk to the Lord, and he'll listen to sinners if you pray the sinner's prayer. And it goes like this, say this to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, uh, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart. I feel you knocking on my heart. I open it up and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Jesus, wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me and I know that you have answered me and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I just praise and thank the Lord. And I say, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 760-760. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying um, the Lord is uh, going to give you another strong dose of the Word of God, the real Word of God. So make sure to tune in tomorrow. And here I am to sing for you, have thine own way, Lord. I'm only the clay, you're the potter. Oh, 
Only always living. 